At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary forward prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Getting you ready for the day in sports betting. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is Point Spread Saturday coming to you from the South Point Hotel and Casino here on VSEN, the sports betting network. I'm Femi Abebefe. And boy, do we have a fantastic college football slate for you guys here. Week number three, we're just rolling along here in college football as we are now inching closer and closer to conference play here at the end of the month and early in October. But I'm not riding solo this morning here on our show from five to seven on the West Coast. I got my man out on the East Coast, Mark Zeno, out in Atlanta, Georgia. Mark, nice to see you. Uh, Like I mentioned, week three college football, it's here. We've had a lot of chat about it before the show even started here, but just kind of early on. What are you thinking here as we enter this week three? And before that, we'll, uh, we'll touch on some of the games from last night. Well, we got an amazing uh, SEC slate to start things off here uh, with Florida and Bama early on in the day. We finish up with with Auburn and Penn State tonight. Of course, you got the rivalry renewed between Oklahoma and Nebraska. I mean, it's look, it's week three of college football. We got some big names, some primetime opponents. It's going to be a wonderful Saturday uh, in college football and, and a lot of action to push around. Yeah, wonderful Saturday indeed. Hopefully making it a profitable Saturday. That's what we want to do here. We want to cash some tickets. And speaking of cashing tickets, last night, the underdogs once again barking in college football. Those home dogs, both teams, whether it was Louisville and Illinois, getting a touchdown at home. We'll start off with the UCF-Louisville game because that game was absolutely 
absolutely nuts. I'm not sure if you saw how that one ended, but it was back and forth. Louisville ended up defeating UCF 42 to 35. Game goes well over the total of 67 and a half. Louisville was a plus 205 dog on the money line. And that sequence there with about 30 seconds left, the Cardinals throw the pick six, or rather the, the Cardinals threw an interception at 22 seconds left, and then they ended up winning it with a pick six with 13 seconds left. How about that? Just The game was just absolutely insane, Mark. I'm not sure if you got the chance to watch it from uh, start to finish there, but just what are your thoughts on what we saw last night between the Golden Knights and the Cardinals? Yeah, well, it was interesting because it was a low-scoring game at half. Like, actually, I was out for, for dinner last night with the wife, and it was on at the bar, and I looked up, and I saw it. It was only like uh, 14, 10 and a half, and I'm sitting here going, man, is that thing going to get to the total or not? I was surprised to see it so low-scoring. Look, Louisville's a pretty uh, pretty good offense. You know, they can put up points, especially against a, an average defense. They're going to score. So I was a little bit surprised at the outset at the slow pace of the thing. But as you said, clearly goes over the total last night in a back-and-forth wild contest that, uh, you know, if you were if you were a, a Louisville backer, you had a smile on your face at the end of the night. Uh, UCF, not so much. But still, you know, it's one of those games where you look at it and you go uh, through 30 minutes of football, whatever your handicap was, if you were on the over, you, you were sitting there scratching your head, how did we get to this point? Yeah, no, definitely. Louisville backers, we're going to speak to one at 5.30. Brad Powers of bradpowersports.com. Very sharp college football guy. He'll be joining us in about 25 minutes or so. So we'll get his thoughts on that game last night and also the games that we have in this slate here on Saturday. But you mentioned Louisville, that offense, Malik Cunningham, 364 total yards, three total touchdowns in the win for Scott Satterfield and Louisville there. And the other game, Maryland taking on Illinois. That one, we thought that that game was going to see some points. I know you mentioned before we got on the air here that you thought Maryland was going to be able to score on this Illinois defense here, but it was a 20 to 17 Maryland win. The Illini covered the seven point spread there. I was able to get seven and a half uh, about a couple hours before kickoff. So I was very happy with how that game was playing out there and uh, cashing that ticket. But the Illini, they were pretty live to win this game. They were up 17 to 10 early in the fourth quarter, but the Terps scored 10 points there in the final two thirteen as uh, Talia Tungavailoa, Tua's little brother, was able to lead the Terps to a victory there with the last second field goal. Yeah, if you've been following Maryland since the beginning of the year, Femi, I mean, look, they, little Tua, uh, Talia Tungavailoa, <laughs> uh, he has been outstanding. He's been really, really good, and he has that offense humming. They take a lot of shots deep. Um, they're not afraid to throw the ball. The kid clearly commands the offense very, very well. And my handicap in the game, I didn't like the seven. I didn't like the certainly didn't like the seven and a half with Maryland, and didn't like the seven. I stayed off the side, and even stayed off the total. My play in the game, honestly, was the Maryland team total over 34 and a half is what I got it at, figuring that this game was going to be higher scoring than expected. I kind of knew that this was Maryland's first real test against a defense that was worth their salt. I mean, they played West Virginia week one. They beat up on Howard in week two. So there was nobody really there that tested them defensively the way the Illini were going to. Still, I felt like the offense was going to dictate the pace of this game, at least Maryland's offense was. And you look up through the first quarter, no scores. You look up through halftime, it's a 3-3 ball game. And again, I'm sitting there going, wow, I was way off on the handicap here and hoping something similar would happen to Louisville and UCF, would happen in the second half of the Maryland-Illinois game. It did not. The defense has prevailed, as did Maryland. But uh, with Illinois staying within the seven, seven and a half points, they get the cover regardless of what you got the number at. So uh, Illinois backers certainly very happy last night. I was surprised, however, to see the Maryland offense be a little bit slowed down. I mean, I think as they go through the rest of the, this Big Ten slate here, Femi, you got to look at it. And they got a meat grinder of five games coming up. They'll play Kent State next week. Then they got a huge meat grinder of five games, including Michigan, uh, Ohio State, a whole bunch of really good big Penn State, a whole bunch of really good Big Ten teams. 
that uh, that will really test their mettle. Um, but early on, I was looking at a Maryland offense and just trying to keep that run going as far as team totals were concerned, that they were going to be over the first three weeks. And last, last night, I come up short. Yeah, the, I want to kind of touch on this Illinois team here because it looks like this is a team, the way they their style of plays, you mentioned how they kind of slowed things down, were able to slow Maryland down. You thought that Maryland could score quite a bit of points here last night. But is this a team that's going to be kind of one of those just underdogs that doesn't go away, you know, when they're playing these teams, when it might be bigger spreads or a touchdown plus and they're catching points there. This team feels like a team just – with the way they want to ground and pound, we know Brett Bielma is kind of implementing his style of football in his first year out there in Champaign. It feels like a team that might be a play on when they're in a big underdog spot here. Yeah, I mean, is there a more uninspiring hire than Brett Bielema when it comes to like head coaching <laughs> in college football? Like, so they get rid of Lovey Smith and they bring in Brett Bielema, and you're like, wow, what direction is this program going in? But here's the thing, and you know, you go back to the Week One matchup against Nebraska when they beat Nebraska, right? And and I think the, the the reaction from a lot of us was that says more about Nebraska and Scott Frost than it does about the Illini. But in reality, you know, Brett Bielema has this Illini defense. You know, they sink their teeth in, man. You know, and they get after it for 60 minutes, and that's exactly what they did last night. So when you're sitting there, as you mentioned, Femi, and, and they're getting a touchdown plus as a dog, they certainly are a good look. Um, from a value standpoint, depending on what you're paying, what price you're paying at that point. But I think overall, yeah, I agree with the sentiment that the Illini are going to be a team in the Big Ten that may turn around uh, and, and be a good cover team. They might not win as much as you think, but they'll be in some really competitive games because their defense is really good. Yeah, I think that's kind of the takeaway for me there from watching that game. I mean, it was 3-3 at halftime. It's like, who, who sees that in college football anymore um, with this Maryland or this Illinois team, rather, playing kind of a slower pace, kind of ground and pound style of play. But let's transition over to the games that we will be seeing today. And it's not going to be ground and pound. It's not going to be slow paced this afternoon in the swamp. The number one ranked Alabama Crimson Tide laying 14 and a half in the swamp against the Florida Gators. That one kicks off at 1230, a total sitting at 59 and a half. Just, we don't have to give any picks right now. We want to save those for later on in the show. In fact, our picks will be coming up at the top of the next hour. So you want to stick around for that, but just kind of what's your early read on Bama once again, against a good team, still laying two plus touchdowns here in a game with total at 59 and a half. All right. Well, the old adage is true, right? Good teams win, great teams cover. And so, from that standpoint, if you'd like to beat Alabama, you probably have to do two things. Hold them to under 30, and you have to score 40, right? And those are two really tall tall orders to be able to accomplish in the same game. If you do one of those, you got a real good chance to be a great team and cover. And that's really what the, the play here is for Florida this afternoon. Now, we know their defense uh, is not going to stop Alabama from scoring from scoring 30. So the key is, is can their offense score 40 like they did last year? The problem is, Femi, is that Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, Darius Toney, all not on this offense this year. Is this this uh, Florida offense good? Yes. Is it as good as last year's offense? No, it is not. Uh, and, and I would say conversely, Alabama's defense this year is better than Alabama's defense last year. So from that standpoint, I think it's a really tall task uh, for Florida, even though they are at home in the swamp, to be able to hang in this game for an extended period of time. Um, if, if you're feeling really frisky, maybe Florida could do it for 30 minutes in the first half. But I have a feeling, Femi, from a game script standpoint, this game may play out a lot like it did in the opener for Alabama against Miami. Um, and, and from a, a total standpoint, that sort of scares me uh, when you get at 60 because 
early on, if Bama gets their foot on the throat of, of, of Florida and crushes them and, and their offense can't do anything, Alabama's defense can do the rest of the work for the final 30, 45 minutes of football, whatever it is, and really not let Florida score and do their part to getting to a total of 60. Yeah, no, we'll get into that game even more. And maybe, I, I don't know if you have a side or total pick on that one. We'll break that one down more extensively when we talk about the full slate of SEC games. But like you mentioned it, playing out kind of like the Miami game in the opener that we saw. I know a lot of respected betters, they like to gobble up those points, especially with a home team there. But I mean, I wouldn't think I'd want to bet against Alabama with your money there because that's a, that's a tough uh, tough train to step in front of. But real quick here, got a minute left here in this segment. Auburn taking on Penn State. College game day is out there in State College. It's the wideout game. We've heard about it all throughout the week here. But just early look uh, when you look at that line. Nittany Lions land five points with a total of 52.5. God, I, I get no good feeling on either side of this game more than anything, Femi. Uh, Penn State's offense is bad. Uh, don't let that week one uh, game against Wisconsin fool you. Like, it was such a good defensive battle. No, those offenses sucked. Um, and that's, <laughs> how that game that's the way it was. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. And I just don't know if I trust their offense. But then again, I don't have a ton of faith in Auburn's offense either. I- I'll tell you right now, total stay away from me. I want to sit back, watch, and enjoy this game because I just don't have a good handicap or a good feel for how this one's going to go. I can see it being high scoring. I think there's an argument for it being defensive. And so, uh, you know, I-, I don't really get a good feel one way or another. But it's certainly going to be a football game. The whiteout game in Happy Valley. Yeah, that whiteout game. We've been hearing about it all week long here. Uh, interested to see Bo Nix on the road. We'll talk more about that. I'll talk about that with our guest, Brad Powers, here in about 20-ish minutes or so. But on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about these top five games. Which one would you rather lay with the favorites here, whether it be Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon, or Iowa. It is week three in the college football season. We're rolling along here on Point Spread Saturday, folks. Stick around with us because we've got a lot more actionable info coming up on the other side. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. VSIN is now available 24 7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can also watch us 24 7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity One X1. Visit vsin.com to find all the ways to watch and listen to vsin. It is Point Spread Saturday, and we are rolling along here from the South Point Hotel and Casino. I'm Femi Abebefe, joined out in Atlanta by Mark Zinno. He's uh, helping us break down today's college football card. And I want to get to another top 25 matchup here. We got Brad Powers coming up here in the next segment in about 15 minutes. But we were talking a little bit about the games between the ranked teams. The final one that we have is a Pac-12 after dark game. So that's a late kick for you out on the East Coast in Atlanta there. But at 7:15, number 19, Arizona State taking on number 23, BYU. And right now that line is at three and a half in favor of the Sun Devils with a total of 50 and a half. What a win it was for BYU last week. Finally getting off the schneid in the Holy War, defeating Utah can they do it again? Can they knock off another Pac-12 South opponent? What's your kind of early read between the Sun Devils and Cougars, Mark? I mean, doesn't this kind of reek of chalky road favorite for Arizona State going into a spot that's tougher to win than you really think against the defense that's tougher than you give it credit for? That's just like an initial snapshot, uh, you know, without like doing a huge deep dive into some of the numbers there. You know that BYU's defense is really good and they get after it very fast, very physical, um, and and you know, Arizona State won't find the same wide open running lanes like they did against UNLV um, and, and, and won't be able to run to the same level that they have in the first two weeks. So, um, I, I, again, reaction kind of a stay away game, but it, it feels very chalky road favor for Arizona State right here. I think that they're the better team. I think that they're the more talented team. Obviously, that matters in college, Femi, but um, this is just one of those spots where, you know, it decides whether Arizona remains in the top 25 year all year long and is a legitimate contender, or this is a game where they lay a stinker and lose, and all of a sudden we forget about them in the Pac-12 picture. Yeah, I think I agree with you there, Mark, in terms of that, this one being a play the favorite or don't play it at all here, just because it's very easy. It's almost like they're dangling that hook out there for you at three and a half to say, hey, take this home team, BYU. They just upset Utah last week. Uh, they're a very kind of trendy underdog here, but – this line opened at two, I believe it was on Sunday, and you quickly saw that move cross that number of three there. And I know it crossed the key number. Uh, key n- three is not as key in college as it is in the NFL. So for me, I would at least look to lay with Arizona State because I think, Mark, that with the win over Utah, that Arizona State's not going to take this BYU team lightly. You know, they're, they're on high alert now after they, what they saw BYU to do to the Utes uh, last Saturday. Yeah, no, I, I, again, coaches where coaching matters, right? Like Herm Edwards is like the perfect coach, you know, for a spot like this because he understands 
that it's a game that if you're not 100% sharp on, you likely can drop to an opponent that is perceived to be lesser than you are. So uh, I, I do have a little bit more faith in Arizona State from that standpoint because of the coaching staff, which is an incredibly important aspect when you're looking at handicapping. But um, again, stay away from me. Uh, but I do sort of agree that it's Arizona State or nothing. Uh, but this is just a sneaky spot for BYU getting a, getting this game at home uh, in, in, in a Pac-12 late game, a kick, late kick. All right, let's take a look at some of the top five games in college football here with the teams that are in the top five. Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon, and Iowa is our current AP top uh, top five, rather. And let's play a game, big programs, bigger spreads. Absolutely love that from our producer, Matt, there. But from a, just a confidence standpoint, when you see these lines, Bama laying 14 and a half at Florida, Georgia laying 31 at home against South Carolina. You have the Sooners laying 22 and a half against Nebraska, Oregon. If you want to really lay the lumber, they're a 42-point favorite. And then Iowa laying 22 and a half against Kent State. But for, from a scale of one to five, f- one being the most confident, Mark, which one are you most confident in laying if you had to bet the favorite in one of these five games? Alabama. I mean, look, Nick Saban is covering 65% of the time when he's a double-digit favorite against pack, uh, Power 5 opponents. Uh, Alabama is just a better team than Florida. Uh, I, I think Dan Mullen is an excellent schemer and an excellent head coach. Just doesn't have the horses in the barn this year to be able to compete with Alabama. Um, and their defense, again, uh, they can choke you out for a full 60 minutes. I don't know that... Florida gets to 20 in this game. They may be, may be in for a hurting at home. Uh, and again, I see it sort of playing out similar to the way the week one game for Alabama against Miami did. Uh, I, I would I would be mildly surprised if Florida gets to 25 in this game. And that's the only way I think the, the thing goes over the total because Florida is not st- stopping Alabama from scoring 40. If you're in that 40 to 25 range, yeah, I, I think that's kind of what it would be like if it it's somewhat resembling a close football game. And we were talking about some of the Heisman odds before the show started, before we became on air. And I want to ask you, with Bryce Young, it's his first year starting. Now this is his first true road game going to the swamp there. Is there any concern with just a young quarterback now in a pretty raucous environment out there in Florida? Because the Gators don't get to host the the Tide that often. So you know that crowd is going to be ready and ramped up, ready to roll. Any hesitation? It doesn't sound like you have any hesitation laying it with Alabama in this spot, but just anything that factors into your head of this is still a young quarterback on the road against a pretty good team in Florida. Okay, so when let's take all that into account, right? And let's figure out what really the strength of Alabama is in that spot, and that's their defense. So let's say Bryce Young stumbles early in the first quarter, makes a mistake here and there. Defense is going to bail him out. His defense can look at him and say, it's all right, kid, we got you. You know, we're not going to let them score for the next, you know, 40, 40 minutes of this football game. Make your mistake, pick it up, we'll be good. Um, and, and that's really the sort of security safety blanket that Bryce Young has, that if he stumbles early, Alabama's not going to give up points easily. I mean, it, it, that's why I said if you're feeling anything in this game for Florida, it may be a close first half. But I, I, I envision halftime adjustments and everything else, Alabama pulling away in the second half. Um, and, and their defense creating a lot of pressure and a lot of turnovers uh, that's going to allow them to have some extra possessions and put some more points up. I don't think you'll see Bryce Young struggle for a full 60 minutes in this game. I'd be very surprised if that's the case. Let's not forget here uh, who the offensive coordinator in Alabama is. It's Bill O'Brien. And may, he may have been a dog of a head coach in the NFL, <laughs> at, not like a dog, like underdog, just like a really bad NFL coach. Yeah. He understand offensive scheme. 
He did scheme for Deshaun Watson, who, despite the fact that his rest of his team sucked, um, you know, Deshaun Watson had a hell of a year last year um, at quarterback, leading the league in passing and touchdowns and everything else. So he knows what to do with Bryce Young offensively and how to keep this kid in situations where he's not going to hurt himself. And I think that's super important to remember. Between Saban, O'Brien, Young, and that defense, I got a lot of confidence in Alabama today. Yeah, when you look at the futures market with Alabama, they are. And this number is just wild, but I understand it because I wouldn't bet against it. Minus 700 to make the college football playoff. I mean, that's you're laying a lot of lumber there, just betting 700 to win 100 uh, for the Crimson Tide to get into that final four there in the CFP. They're also plus 180 to win the national title. For me, if you liked Alabama, and it sounds like you really like Alabama, maybe a Heisman look at Bryce Young. I know it's that number has really shrunk after that opener and the impressive performance that he put up against Miami, but he's plus 350. So if you're entering the market now, that's probably the look that you'd have to take if you really like this Crimson Tide to win the national title because he can win the Heisman, make a trip up in the playoff, and you'd still win your bet there. No, 100%. And buy in now because if he comes out today and has a big game against Florida on the road and wins, guess what? That 350 is gone and you won't see it again. So uh, if you're feeling frisky enough, uh, as far as your Heisman odds are concerned, get in before kickoff today uh, because I would guarantee you uh, those numbers won't be the same by halftime or the end of this game later on today if Alabama does what I think they're going to do today. So we have a couple of 22-and-a-half-point favorites here in this top five, number three, Oklahoma, and number five, Iowa. The Sooners going up against Nebraska there. It's a 50th anniversary of the game of the century. Uh, Nebraska is much different now than they were back then. And, and then conversely, there you have Iowa taking on Kent State there. Which one would you rather lay with? Would you rather back the Sooners or the Hawkeyes laying 22-and-a-half? It's all Sooners. I mean, I, I think they're kind of going to embarrass Nebraska. This may be a tipping point game for Scott Frost uh, in his time there where things have not gone well, Femi. Um, the, the hard part is laying 22 with an Iowa offense that's just a slog fest every game, right? Like, um, I, I know what they did to Indiana in week one, and uh, that was more about the turnovers for Michael Penix, right? They were able to put up 30 in that game. You saw what they did in week two, were able to sort of um, you know, in, in the Iowa State game, pushed them around a little bit and score more than I thought they would have uh, in that game as well. But I just don't know that uh, when it comes down to it, you know, you look at this game and you look at the total, uh, you're kind of trying to figure out how do you cover and still get to the over because it's such a big number. You'd have to lean on the over, right? It's, it's a weird spot to, to take the under in this game and still take Iowa. So uh, in, in a correlating bet sense here, Femi, it, it 40 to 10, you know, like, is that, yeah. is that the way it goes? If the game goes under um, it's, it's just a tough spot. I, I, I just, with a big 10 offense laying 22 sometimes is a little bit of a hesitancy for me. Yeah. I've seen both Oklahoma and Iowa getting respect here in the market. That line for Iowa open 22. I'm even seeing here at the South point, 23 and a half. And then also seeing 23 and a half at DraftKings for Oklahoma here. So uh, both of these squads uh, look like they're going to be able to cruise to victories here. But I agree with you. Uh, give me the high-powered offense if I have to lay a big number like that. Spencer Petras had some impressive throws against Iowa State, but I didn't really see enough from that offense. It was more of a defensive effort for the Hawkeyes last week out there in Ames. But don't go away. We've got Brad Powers joining us here on Point Spread Saturday. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
season is here and starting this weekend, VEASAN has added new talent and shows to help you make the most of your fall betting action. The VEASAN lineup will expand to 21 hours of live programming every weekday, as well as additional shows on the weekend. We want to give you the latest odds to stay on top of the in-game betting opportunities for every key game across the country. VEASAN has added new personalities to our existing world-class team, including former professional athletes, sports media veterans, and of course, strategic sports bettors. Visit vcin.com to see our new lineup and meet our talent and make this your best football betting season ever. It is Point Spread Saturday here from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe here. And one way that we hope to make this your best football betting season ever is by bringing in guests who know what they're talking about. And one guy knows what he's talking about, especially when it comes to Saturdays, is one Brad Powers, who is joining us now from bradpowersports.com. Sharp better college football better. Brad, you are always locked in on these games. And thank you for joining us here this morning. And you had a couple bites at the apple with last night's Louisville-UCF game. Uh, we see the Cardinals win that one 42-35. Wild sequence with the two interceptions just 15 seconds apart. And the Cardinals being on the right side of that one with the pick six being the decider. Just how did you see that game kind of playing out? And what were your thoughts from what we saw last night there, Brad? Well, I mean, I was a little worried there when UCF scored immediately. <laughs> I can tell you <laughs> there was some trepidation there. But the thought process was, you know, I thought it was kind of a buy low, sell high kind of situation where UCF looked really good so far uh, through the first two games. Louisville failed to cover the number in their, each of their first two games. They're playing their third game in 12 days. So to me, I thought all of that was more than uh, overcompensated in the marketplace. So that's why I was on the Louisville side. And yeah, you know, what makes college football great. I mean, you get wild swings of emotion. And, uh, you know, I was at one point there just praying that UCF would just kick a field goal and I could just end the end of misery and not go to overtime. And all of a sudden you get an outright winner. We talked earlier, uh, I was chatting with Mark Zeno, my co-host here on this morning show, and we're talking about the Maryland-Illinois game from last night, and I brought up the point that Illinois looks like a team that if they're getting more than a touchdown, maybe even double digits, it might be a team that you play on just because they play at such a slow pace, and defensively they seem like they're going to be pretty solid at least when they're playing comparable opponents this season. What do you think about the Illini as just kind of a dog to play on, especially in these home spots where they might be getting over a touchdown? Well, I like the thought process there. Uh, the, the problem is, you know, the end of game sequence was so, you know, bad. And Brett being like, God, I'm not really high on the beginning. It me cause for turn to I mean, obviously, you bet numbers, not teams. But, I mean, I, I'm a guy that's, you know, bet Illinois over their season win total. And I bet Maryland under their season win total. So I didn't have a bet on last night's game per se, but I, it was a big swing game as far as season win totals. And that end of game scenario where Bielema doesn't go for it on fourth and one at the 40 yard line and basically a first down, you know, almost ends the game. And for him to punt it, Maryland goes down the field, gets a touchdown. And then that last three offensive plays for, for Illinois, I mean, but we're as bad as it gets. I mean, I, I I have some trepidation back in the Illini. I'll just put it that way moving forward. 
Yeah, I think anytime you're throwing to an offensive lineman on third and 20-something, uh, it's, it's not a good situation there offensively. But I want to get to the game of the day, the game that most people will be watching and the game that's going to be the most bet on between Alabama and Florida out there in the swamp. The Crimson Tide laying 14.5 across the board. I'm looking at a total of 60, in some spots even 60.5. Do you see any value left? Now, I, I know some betters went and took the points there with the Gators at home. It's Bryce Young's first start there, but you are stepping in front of the Alabama train, which is a train that you don't really want to step in front of, at least from my experience. Do you see any value, whether it be side or total, in this contest between the Crimson Tide and the Gators? Well, it's not a high value pick for me, but I, I, you can call me square, but I'm laying over the Crimson Tide. I, I just, when you look at, you know, the Gators offensively, I mean, I just don't see it in the passing game for, for them. Kadarius Toney's not walking through that door. Kyle Pitts isn't walking through that door. And those are a couple of players that really gave Alabama's defense fits last year in that SEC championship game. Those guys aren't on the roster for Florida. Alabama, to me, have been very profitable, you know, in laying a reasonable number, laying 21 or less the last five years. They're 19 and 12 against the numbers. So, uh, the, they can extend margin now with their offense since they changed up schemes here in the last four or five years. So, to me, I'll take the Crimson side. Hey, Brad, Mark Zeno here. Let's look at that South Carolina-Georgia matchup with Georgia laying a big number of 31 and a half. You know, I look at this line and my initial reaction is, is that in order for Georgia to cover this number, really, like I feel like they have to get to 50 or close again, which is what they did last week against UAB. I just don't know how much Kirby Smart, who's only scored 56 times in his entire tenure uh, at Georgia, is going to be able to make his offense be that consistent, especially with all the shifting at quarterback. Is this a spot where South Carolina could sneak in and get a backdoor situation, or you have enough faith in Georgia's defense to not let Carolina get anything past 10 points in this game? I, I echo a lot of the thoughts of what you just said there. I, I would lean South Carolina on the side. But I'm here to tell you, I'm not sure they can get to 10 points. Because if you look at the two <laughs> touchdowns Georgia's defense, quote-unquote, has given up, they haven't. It's been pick sixes. That's all they've given up touchdown-wise on defense this year. And I'm here to tell you, you know, Clemson obviously has a better offense than South Carolina. I, I just don't see South Carolina scoring more than seven. But I also think Georgia's going to struggle offensively. So, you know, I bet the under in this game. We're speaking with Brad Powers of BradPowerSports.com here, joining us on Point Spread Saturday here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And another game that's a marquee matchup, top 25 matchup, college game days out there in State College. We know it's going to be the wideout game and stuff. And Auburn taking on Penn State, and Penn State right now laying five points. I believe the total is sitting uh, around that, that 50 that 50-ish range there. I want to say, let me pull it up here um, on my odds board. Uh, the total is sitting in that game about 52 and a half with the Nittany Lions laying five. And this Auburn team, I, I think people were kind of lukewarm entering the season. They've covered their first two weeks, but they haven't really played anybody. Beat Akron and beat Alabama State. So it's not super impressive. But what do you think about this team going on the road into one of the toughest environments in college football as a five-point dog? Yeah, I like Penn State here. Uh, I think the environment could get the best of Auburn. I mean, there were limited crowds last season. So this is the first legitimate type of atmosphere they're going to see like this in two years. And I'm not even sure they've seen something like what they're going to see on Saturday night with the whiteout. And, I mean, when you consider Bo Nix, the Auburn quarterback, and his home away splits in his career where he's you know, looks like a Heisman Trophy contender at home and on the road, I mean, 
he's a well below average quarterback. And so I, I'm a, until I see different, I just I want to fade Bo Nix, the Auburn quarterback on the road, and I also want to fade Auburn because their staffs look really great. And you mentioned it, they haven't played anybody. And I don't think people understand how bad the competition's been. If I'm stack ranking Akron and Alabama State in the FCS, forget the FBS, we'll talk FCS, they're average FCS teams at best. So, I mean, who cares what? Who, what? I mean, I, I, I could throw those two data points out the window for Auburn. I can't with Penn State. I mean, they got two legitimate covers. So, uh, I'll take the Nittany Lions here, laying a short number. Yeah, Brad, staying uh, in the top 25, you know, it, it's interesting when you look at the landscape where teams are. We, we continue to see Coastal Carolina hang around uh, in the middle here is that that sort of non-Power 5 school. Um, they are a 14-point a favorite on the road in Buffalo. I, I don't really have a great feel on handicap for this game. We know that Coastal Carolina is going to be able to store, score. I think the question is, can they keep up? But when you handicap this game, is this a cakewalk for Coastal Carolina, in your opinion? No, I don't think so, and I'm a guy that wanted to fade Buffalo more than anybody coming into the season just because they have an entirely different coaching staff than what they had in spring practice. You, you just don't see that, that too often. But with that being said, again, you bet numbers, not teams. Numbers are a little too high for me. And, and look, you go back to last week, Coastal Carolina was very fortunate. Depending on what number you got in that game, we'll just call it a push against Kansas. But, I mean, Kansas was stopped on downs three times inside Coastal's 30-yard line in the second half. I mean, they just get a field goal there. that They get the cover over Coastal. Yeah, 14's a little too high to lay on the road for me. I lean with the Bulls. And, Brad, real quick here, about a minute left. Cincinnati and Indiana is kind of the marquee game in the early window right now with the Bearcats laying three and a half on the road at a Power 5 school. It's kind of almost incredible to say those words out loud. But just kind of what do you think of this game with the total sitting at 50 here? It feels like there's – I've heard good arguments for both sides, so I just want to kind of see where you land in this one. Lean Indiana It's not a big play for me, but, I mean, Cincinnati deserves to be favored, but not by more than a field goal here. So I'm going to go with Indiana here. I think people are punishing them too much for the Iowa loss where they threw two picks or uh, two pick sixes early in the game. All right, he is Brad Powers of bradpowersports.com. Brad, appreciate you joining us here this morning on Point Spread Saturday. Best of luck here uh, as we get this Saturday underway. All right, thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. All right. How about that, Mark? Brad saying he leans with the Hoosiers. We're going to talk about that game and the entire Big Ten slate on the other side of the break here. It is Point Spread Saturday rolling along here in week three in college football on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSEN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages, and on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It is Point Spread Saturday, rolling along here from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe, Mark Zeno, out in Atlanta, Georgia, out in the SEC. We're going to get on the SEC here in the next hour, but I wanted to pick up where we left off with Brad Powers, our guest in the last segment. Brad had a lot of great info uh, to share with us in that last segment there, and we talked about that Cincinnati and Indiana game, the marquee game in the early window today in college football with the Bearcats laying three and a half in Bloomington against the Hoosiers, total at 50 Brad said he would lean with Indiana getting more than a field goal. Uh, Cincinnati, he, he acknowledges, is a legit team, and they came into this season with a pretty high ranking, probably the best chance of any group of five team to break through and get to the college football playoff. But he said it was a little too many points to be laying on the road in this spot. Do you agree with him, Mark? I tend to. I, I just, I'm still squeamish on what we've seen from Indiana at this point. This was a season where, after a COVID year last year and a pretty impressive campaign by what they did uh, in Indiana, they wanted to back it up. And they have that stinker in week one against Iowa, uh, and they didn't look very good. And so Michael Penix Jr., who, if he stays healthy, could conceivably you know, be a Heisman candidate at the end of the year. He's got that level of talent. It hasn't shown up on the field yet. Throws three interceptions in that, in that week one game. Cost his team the game against Iowa in a game that I thought, I handicapped wrong. I thought Indiana was going to win that game. 
Uh, I thought they were a live dog that week, and they stunk it up. And and I just don't know. I know what Cincinnati is at this point. I'm not sure I know what Indiana is. And I think this is one of these games, guys, where it tests their metal, right? You really find out what's going on in Bloomington and how well they can respond to a little bit of adversity here. So uh, I, I rely on Michael Penix. If he's going to have a good game and he's a quarterback that, that can change the game on his own, then this is a great spot for Indiana. Uh, I, I do like the half point that I'm getting. Probably is a little bit too rich. Uh, you know, again, I don't. I, I know Cincinnati is legit, but I'm not sitting there breaking down hours of Cincinnati film. They're just not the squad that I'm. I, I got my eyes focused on. So uh, I, I wonder what Indiana is going to bring to the table today, guys. And I just wonder overall, Femi, if uh, this is a spot where Indiana shows up like they did last year and wins a game last year like they would have, or they kind of fold like a lawn chair and all of a sudden they're back to being Indiana football that nobody cares about. Yeah, uh, I think it was Cincinnati last week they were a little sluggish against Murray state. I believe that game was tied at seven at halftime, but they go on to win that one 42 to seven. So it almost felt like they were kind of looking ahead to this spot because we saw that they scheduled pretty tough or they tried to at least uh, to get into the college football playoff this year. They, I know they played Notre Dame coming up here later on in the season. Cincinnati does, but to me, I, I like you, I kind of lean Indiana. I wouldn't play it. I think this is a great game to just watch and kind of just see how Michael Penix holds up with that knee. And I think he's kind of still feeling the effects of that season ending knee injury from a year ago there. So I think this is a great game in my opinion, to just kind of sit back, watch it, see how these things play out. Maybe a live betting spot. If Penix looks good, if Indiana looks frisky early on, maybe you can get in with a live bet. Um, but yeah, to me early on pre-flop, I don't really have a, a solid play with conviction with this game with the Bearcats and the Hoosiers. But in the 1230 window, the Ohio State Buckeyes now fall to number nine, I believe it is, in the country after last week's loss to Oregon at home. We'll see if the Buckeyes can bounce back. They're taking on Tulsa, laying 25 points with a total of 61. I'm seeing at DraftKings actually 61 and a half. But this Ohio State defense, I mean, last week, they just got absolutely ran through by that Oregon Ducks team. They were the less physical team, which is rare when you see Ohio State in a non-conference spot. And can you back this team laying that many? I know that the defense, to me, is not good enough to back them laying that many points, but they're offensively, they'll probably have their way with Tulsa here at home in a bounce-back spot. I, I, I have yet to get the right side with, with Ohio State uh, for two weeks, and I've been looking at the totals mostly. Uh, and again, I, I thought... In week one against Minnesota, uh, you would see C.J. Stroud sort of come out a little bit nervous, you know, and not really play his best game. And through 30 minutes, I looked like a damn genius. And through the last 30 minutes, they decided to put up 35 points in the second half of that game. See you under. Have a good day. Um, and so <laughs> that goes over. Last week, it was spot on, depending on where you got the number at, right? If you got it at 62 and a half on like Thursday where it was, you were a winner. If you waited until Friday or Saturday and got it at 63, 63 and a half, you were on the wrong side of that one. But again, I look at the over here, Femi, in this spot and go, tell me where Tulsa isn't going to be able to put up 20 plus 30, 25 points in this game. I really believe they can. Still, that back end of Ohio State is problematic. Their secondary is bad. You can throw on this Ohio State team. And so I think this should be a fast-paced game. We know that Ohio State offensively with their receiving core um, and, and the way they go about things offensively can put up points. I, I think that's my only feel for this game. Not a strong feel, but I would look at the over in this spot and just continue to think that Ohio State should respond. They'll put up 35-40 in this game, and, and you hope that Tulsa can do their part as well to get to the over.
Yeah, I definitely see Ohio State putting up 40-plus points in this game. But, yeah, like you said, it has to be Tulsa. So maybe Ohio State team total uh, could be a look there in this right. one. I think that's one that maybe when you, you don't want to be too reliant on Tulsa because Ohio State had the talent, at least, on defense to be able to get some stops. Now, we haven't seen that put that talent together uh, on terms of defensively. But uh, I, I think maybe Ohio State team total. I'll take a look, quick look and see what we can get that team total out there. I'm seeing a team total right now. They're still trying to populate right now, but uh, one team total I'm seeing is 43. So that's that's pretty high. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure the odds makers are hip to people wanting to maybe back the Buckeyes and uh, expect them to score quite a bit of points here at home in a bounce back spot after last week's loss to the Oregon Ducks. But uh, uh, one of the marquee games, not a really a marquee game, but the late morning slate here, you have Notre Dame in an in-state rivalry hosting the Purdue Boilermakers. And that game opened up at eight. I'm seeing seven and a half now. I think there were sevens earlier this week. And I thought that was a good buy point for Notre Dame. Now, I missed it personally. I was not able to get it in when it was still at seven. But we've seen this Purdue team. They've covered their first two games of the season so far. Notre Dame is one barn burners, I guess would be to put it lightly, when they, when they went over Florida State and then at home last week over Toledo here. So the market is not as high on Notre Dame as it was entering this season. But I think if you were able to get seven, I think that's a pretty decent buy point with the Fighting Irish here. What say you with this game? Notre Dame laying seven and a half with a total of 58 and a half. I mean, th there have been live dogs in the Big Ten this entire weekend. Last night, Illinois was one of them. Seven, seven and a half didn't matter. You have Purdue right here, seven, seven and a half. I don't think it matters. And we'll talk a little bit later on about Michigan State as well. But this is a live dog, I think, in this spot right here. I love Purdue right here. Notre Dame's offense is not an offense that separates. They just don't. like, And, and that's indicated by the two narrow wins that they got. Uh, in the first two weeks, Jack Plummer, get this, Femi, the dude's completing nearly 74% of his passes. What does that mean? Well, in short, that means that Purdue doesn't go a lot of three and outs. They're not going to give away the ball quickly. They'll be able to extend drives. They'll be able to control the clock. They'll be able to at least play a field position battle and keep this game close. If you get this at seven and a half, I think you got to feel really good at the spot that you're in. I, it, again, depending on where your money line is, as you see it up on the screen there, plus 245, Excellent value on Purdue to possibly win this thing outright. I just don't have a lot of faith in Notre Dame right now as an offense that, that can separate from an opponent. And so if I'm getting more than a touchdown, I feel really good in this spot. And I would even tell you, too, uh, the, look at the first half under in this game. I think it's a slow, muck it up, slog fest to start this thing, Femi. Um, if they're going to score, it's going to be in the second half of this game. But I like the Boilermakers here in a very favorable spot. Yeah, You mentioned that the Fighting Irish are on a team that really – blows teams out or pulls away, at least from what we've seen early on here. Do you think this is a quarterback issue with Jack? Cohen? I know he played really well against Florida state. Uh, he led the game winning drive last week against Toledo. And, and, and a lot of people kind of like him. I mean, we've already seen people criticizing Wisconsin for going with Graham Mertz instead of keeping Cohen there. We're going to see that one next week uh, out there in, in, in uh, soldier field, I believe it is, but just what is it with this offense that really can't get things going, at least from a consistency standpoint? Well, I mean, you just kind of indicated it. Jack Cohn came from Wisconsin. Do they do offense at Wisconsin? No, they run the football. <laughs> they give it to a running back to do the offense. Like, this is not, I mean, I'll put a point. I don't think he's a very talented quarterback. And so from that standpoint, you know, Ian Book was a considerable talent level higher than what Jack Cohn is. And I don't think that he can make all the throws that you're expecting him to make for Notre Dame offense to be able to put up points with any sense of regularity. Uh, and because of that, you know, they make mistakes and, and they keep, 
bad teams closer than they should have. So, yeah, part of me believes that Cone is part of the problem. But, um, you know, Notre Dame is sort of looking for a quick Band-Aid fix because they didn't have anybody else. And so they go with the grad transfer and try to go down that road. Yeah, I think also it's important to point out their defense hasn't looked as good as we thought it would heading into this. I know Marcus Freeman came over from Cincinnati, and there was a lot of hype about him as a defensive coordinator. And maybe they'll get it going a little bit later on in the season. But so far through two weeks, I mean, you saw Florida State able to move the ball against them. Toledo was able to move the ball with consistent success against that defense. So Notre Dame, it could tread carefully if you like the Fighting Irish. You like the the Purdue Boilermakers, but we'll find out who else you like on the other side. It's because at the top of the hour here on Points Spread Saturday, we're giving out all our picks for week three in the college football season. So you want to stick around for that one. We're going to try to make you a little bit of money. It is VSIN the. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.